Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the Podcon Go Network. Podcon Go. Family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab your favorite onesie pajamas. It's time for a story. Today's story is My Mom Detective. Dad has a superpower too. Part 3 by William Stair. This is Part 3, the finale of My Mom Detective. My Dad has a superpower too. You should definitely listen to parts one and two, if you haven't already, before listening to this episode. After dinner, we had a family meeting. The plan was that Dad would get on his costume as Coelho Man, then race over to the Jorgensen Blueberry Farm, where he hoped to find the remaining moles that he must have missed. Mom would be back up, driving over and serving as lookout, unless she got a message on the C-Trans, Dad's name for his walkie-talkie. What about Desmond and me? Cousin Jack was coming over to babysit. Babysit? I am all of almost 10 years old, and Desmond is going on nearly eight. We don't need a babysitter. Our cries fell on deaf ears as Mom and Dad got ready and the doorbell rang, announcing the arrival of Cousin Jack. How are my favorite swabbies? He laughed as he walked in the door. A swabby is the lowest rank on a sailing ship. Swabbies are the guys who swab the deck, which means to mop and mop and mop. It was a term Cousin Jack picked up when he was a deckhand on a sailing ship in Puget Sound, next to Seattle. Dad slipped away to his bedroom to eat his mixture of mushrooms and Nutella and to change into his costume. We heard the porch door slam as he took off for the farm. Mom never lets us slam the doors. Then, Mom got a flashlight and her bag of mysterious detective things and ran to the car. Cousin Jack asked, Who's up for a game of chutes and ladders? Desmond groaned like he was having an appendicitis. But I slipped out the back door and ran around to the car, hiding in the back seat just before Mom took off. It only took a few minutes to drive to the blueberry farm. The gate to the parking lot was closed, with a sign that read, closed for the season, across the gate. Mom rammed the car right through it. The barn was dark, but there was a faint light visible in one of the windows of Mr. Jorgensen's house. Dad, a Coelho man, would already be inside. Mom got out of the car and ran to the front door. I carefully got out of the back, thinking this was not the way Sherlock Holmes would have behaved, even if Dr. Watson was in danger. But I was wrong. The front door was already smashed in. The arrival of Coelho Man? And she ran through it, her flashlight shining in every direction. I crept along behind. The other little light there was came up a flight of steps that led down to the basement. I should tell you something about houses in Washington. Most houses do not have basements. 
A basement is a creepy place where monsters hide behind old furnaces with giant pipes running in all directions. Also, basements are always filled with junk that looks like it was left behind by retreating Roman armies. Don't go down into the basement. We went down into the basement. Her first, me secretly behind. At the bottom of the steps, there were piles of junk. I told you, made up of old chairs, bird cages, empty picture frames, and stuff that was old when Grandpa Bill was a kid. The basement was big, like a cave, and there was a bright light in the distance. Between Mom and me and the light was a tall figure with moonbeams attached to his head. Coelho Man. He was talking to someone beyond that I couldn't see. Whoever it was had a loud voice, but he must have been a foreigner because his words sounded very odd. I heard Dad say, No, I will never tell you my secret. You've already caused enough pain, and with my powers, who knows what you might do? I believe you have no choice. What do you call yourself? Ah, Coelho Man, yes. I will leave your family in peace, but that is my price. What is the secret of your powers? Never, cried Dad. At this point, he stepped out to the side. I didn't know why until I saw that Mom was whispering into her C-trans walkie-talkie. But now, I could see who he was talking to. A figure stood by a lamp at the far end of the basement. It wore the faded bib overalls and straw hat of Mr. Jorgensen. And now I realized that it spoke like him, too. Desmond and I had spent time with Mr. Jorgensen many times when we came to pick blueberries at his farm. He was a friend. But the voice I heard, while well, it sounded like Mr. Jorgensen, was cold and scary. It was not Mr. Jorgensen. The figure stepped closer, more into the light of its lamp. Now I could see it clearly. The clothes were Mr. Jorgensen's, but the hands at the end of the plaid sleeves were the clawed forepaws of a man-sized mole. The hat was Jorgensen's, but under it was the furry head, the beady eyes, and the ruffled snout of the monstrous mole. Surely this was the king of the moles, somehow changed by Mr. Jorgen's fertilizer into a semi-human creature. This was something out of the weird video games I played, but real. The mole king sniffed the air. We are not alone. I detect your wife and another. Let me think. I have smelled him before. One of your sons, but not my favorite. Welcome, all of you. We were just talking about a little trade. Your peace for a taste of Coelho Man's power, right? Your family is responsible for the destruction of my family, so that seems only fair, yes? At this point, the Mole King waved his left arm in the light. I could see that the paw was missing. Dad must have almost got him when he cleaned out the remaining moles. 
You will never learn the secret of my power, nor will you threaten my family, cried my father. I sense a decline in your powers, Coelho man. Why is that? On what do you depend? Said the creature by the lamp. Is it the moon? I and my kind are especially sensitive to the rise and fall of the moon. Are you also, Coelho man? Dad was obviously weakening. He tried to hold strong, but the Mole King scuttled toward him as Dad braced himself to hold him back. A simple swat pushed Coelho Man aside. The monster was headed for Mom. So the moon is part of your power, but what is the rest? Tell me, or your wife suffers. The giant claws reached out for Mom's throat. Then, in a sudden movement, she pulled something from her bag and sprayed it at the Mole King. The creature shrieked in pain and pulled back. Its frilled face turned a bright red in the basement light. Wasabi. Mom had brought Mr. Yakamoto's wasabi stem and sprayed its powerful juice onto the Mole King's face. The monster backed away, wiping its beady eyes with its powerful claws. A nice trick, missus. But it will take more than a little hot sauce to defeat me. My heart was pounding in my ears. But above that, I heard a grinding of gears behind me. Then, into the light from the Mole King's lamp appeared a robot. It was weird. A combination of my robot toy and something else. Desmond's robot. He had done what I'd refused, combined our two toys into one. It moved across the basement floor, terrifying the Mole King. The robot, its plastic claws snapping, closed in on the Mole King, backing it into the corner of the basement. Then the Mole King disappeared. Well, glad we could help. And just in time, I see. It was Cousin Jack. With him was Desmond, holding his iPad. Sorry to bring him along, but he beat me three rounds out of three on chutes and ladders, so I had to bring him and his toys. Who was that ugly, hairy guy in the bib overalls? Well, his toys just drove the Mole King into hiding and saved us all. So I guess it's okay, said Mom. Coelho Man explored the corner of the basement and then returned to the little family group. Very clever. He had an escape tunnel just in case. I didn't dare go down there without my powers, but I could hear running water and smell the foul odor of the sewers. Next stop, rent and sewage treatment plant, laughed Cousin Jack. When we got home, Mom made us all take baths. But after, she made cocoa the kind with the little marshmallows. Dad, how do you suppose the Mole King got to be so smart he could plan and even talk? I asked. Well, I don't know for sure, but I think with the increase in his body size came an increase in his brain size. Then, with Mr. Jorgensen in California and the house empty, he just moved in. I think the clothes he put on were to make anyone spying think it was just Mr. Jorgensen come back. But who knows for sure? With the looks of his left arm, 
I just missed finishing him off with the rest of the beastly things. Will he ever come back? Asked Desmond. If he does, we'll smell him a mile away, chuckled Jack. Seriously, I don't know. One thing I do know, though, as long as we have Desmond and his super robot, we will scare him away. Three cheers for Desmond, the hero of the night, shouted Mom. Desmond smiled proudly as we cheered and cheered. Even Trooper barked in delight. One of my favorite things about this story is how each member of the family contributed in its resolution. Mom and Dad each had a role to play. Armando was there. And of course, Desmond came in to save the day with Cousin Jack in the end. And it was the robot that Desmond built that really made the difference. I think most of the biggest problems in life are kind of like this one. They aren't solved by one great, important person rushing in to save the day. They're usually solved by a group of people working together, contributing ideas, supporting each other, and working as a team to make things happen. After all, even superheroes don't work alone. Someone has to sew the costumes, build the equipment, clean up the messes, and they often have sidekicks and friends that are with them every step of the way. Solving a big problem takes a community, a family, a nation, Sometimes a whole world full of people. And I know that in the communities in which you find yourself, whether it's your family, your group of friends, your school, your neighborhood, you will do what you can to help solve the problems that need to be solved, to help do the work that needs to be done. Folks, I have heard from my father that this is the last My Mom Detective series starring Armando and his wonderful mother. But it's not the last time we will hear from this interesting family. After all, we now know that Dad has a superpower too, and that Desmond might have another trick or two still up his sleeve. You'll just have to check back here regularly for more stories about this family. Thanks again to my father, William Stair, the author of these weird and amazing tales. And thanks to you for being an Elderberry Tales listener. We'll be back soon. <laughs>